0: This episode of the Rock and a Hard Place podcast is brought to you by Tweaked Audio at TweakedAudio.com. Use the code HARDPLACE and get 33% off of your order. That's TweakedAudio.com.
1: This is the Rockin' a Hard Place
0: podcast. I'd sit this one out, Cap. I don't
1: see how I can.
0: These guys come from legend; They're basically gods.
1: There's only one god, man. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. You don't know the power of the dark side. Let's not stand on ceremony here. And now, here
0: are your house, Chris Cooner and Paul Woodson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of The Rock and a Hard Place podcast. My name, of course, is Chris Cooner. You can catch me on the air at Broken FM, uh, Broken.FM, because I, you know, DJ with them sometimes. Uh Joining me, as always, my good buddy, my co-host, and uh, a very good friend. His name is Paul Gibson. What up, Paulie?
2: Aw, you call me your friend. I love you, man. <laughs> I feel so special now. Ah. So anyway, so yeah, so I am Paul Gibson. I host the Christian Rock 20 Countdown, and... uh and do other things from time to time as well. But, uh, of course, the the biggest things in my life right now are new baby and packing to move
0: to Nashville. And that's pretty much my entire world right now. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's uh, it's amazing how all-consuming both of those things can end up being, isn't it?
2: Yes, very much so. Very, very much so. And I, and I don't really know. I don't know. I mean, it's just I, I'm so ready to be done uh, and be moved and... Have all that behind me, I mean boxes and boxes i'm I'm sick of cardboard i, I I'm kind of learning to hate cardboard with a passion and <laughs> uh you know yeah. getting all psyched up for the cross country trip here in a couple of weeks, so you know yeah, it'll be fun
0: good deal. Uh, let's see here. We have a decent amount of news, uh, to cover and some other things to talk about as well. So it'll be a little shorter show than normal. But then again, of course, if Paul and I get rolling, um, God only knows when this thing will actually end. So let's just kind of see what all is going to happen uh it's official former lead singer of family force five soul glow activator is going to be featured on a crazy energetic song mashup with manifest that is currently entitled stick to your guns and of course guns is spelled with a z at the end Naturally, uh, yeah naturally so uh there's a a thing here that says uh This song came out of nowhere, and it's going to be one of my favorites on the album for sure. The song talks about relapsing into old patterns and making a choice to turn 180 and starting along the path or start going the path you know you need to walk. You got to stick to your guns. Can't quit. Oh, my. This song is insane. And I'm guessing this is from Manifest. He says he'll announce another feature next week.
2: Nice. And, of course, for those of you who recall, this next Manifest album is not only being... uh, funded i believe by pledge music right now but also this is going to be an all hip-hop record so everything is going to be centered around hip-hop no no rock at all he said he's going to totally separate those two so that that i think is kind of fun i'm I'm curious to see how it how it turns out because it's been a while since he's released a a true hip-hop record so it, it's been a bit
0: yeah good deal good deal well let's uh Let's keep hoping that something good is coming out of this. Uh, Glower is a band that Paul talked about quite a few episodes ago. I believe it was either that or it was on a uh, other stuff by Kirk. It all just blends together. Uh, The fantastic new Glower album, The Circle Binds, is now streaming over at Substream Magazine right here. Uh, Check out the explosive riffs intertwined with a hint of 90s nostalgia an immense alternative rock vibe that only Glower could create. Glower features former hands drummer Joshua Silbernagel Yeah. <laughs> On lead sure, vocals, why not? <laughs> absolutely. Uh and uh let me see. They highly recommend this album and the band. Make sure you order a copy of the album from Broken Circles Records.
2: I'm excited about this record. I mean their their EP was really good. It was like a like a vinyl split thing that they did with another band. And I, I don't know. I could see this turning out really good for them and, and I'm hoping that this will be the beginning of something very positive and, and and maybe even popular for them. That would be fantastic.
0: Yeah, it would definitely be good news for them for sure. Let's uh let's hope. Uh, let me see here. Diamonds in the Dark Remix Contest. So Dream Label Group has just released an announcement. Los Angeles, California. We Are Leo is proud to announce the Diamonds in the Dark Remix Contest sponsored by Matthew Parker. Fans are invited to turn the chart-topping hit Diamonds in the Dark into their own version with winners winning a series of great prizes to enter the Remix Contest. Head over to com slash remix and you can check that out so uh good news for remix fans um i have no idea how to do a remix um but they sound really cool so yeah i'm i'm glad that people out there do them how does that sound yeah it sounds good to me and and
2: dude i'm gonna toot my own horn much much like you guys got to with guardian i helped pick that single and and that is not the single that they wanted for a rock single like no that that's the one and really and David didn't quite believe me. So we put up a poll online. I'm like, well, these are the two that I think, and I really think this one out of the two. And he's like, okay, well, I don't know. And so I put up a poll on the website and people voted overwhelmingly for the one that I said. And now it's a top 10 hit. I'm like,
1: yeah, I'm
0: like,
2: if that thing goes to number one, I want to, I want one of those little plaque things that you guys get. <laughs> there
0: you go. Very nice. Good deal. Good deal. Kudos to you. Yeah. Guardian yeah. did the one, uh, released the one single and then never did anything, uh, any other singles after that which kind of surprised me um yeah. but uh you know it is what it is that's that's about all I can say about that so uh hopefully you'll get uh, you'll get some mileage out of that uh out of that claim to fame that would be nice yes yes it would uh okay so i have an apology that i have to issue um i actually i was told i didn't have to but i kind of feel like i do have to um so on the episode uh what was it I think number 1 well hang on a second I can actually I can actually tell you that by looking right here episode 106 okay that episode is titled I don't see how that's a party okay right i talk about uh, the interview that I did with uh, Josh from Raven Hill for Broken FM, and we talk a little right. bit about his podcast, the Young Blood Music Podcast, uh, right. and what a great show it is. And I was talking about how he had someone else come in and interview him and his brother, and I couldn't remember her name. And you kept asking me if it was Rebecca. Well, let me play this clip. I pulled a clip from the show to mm-hmm. to. to to show what was actually said, this is what was released, not doctored, not changed. I cut it straight out of the episode. If you download the episode, about seven minutes in is where this clip starts. Okay, so sure. here's here's the clip.
2: So, no, the only reason I I guess that is because the last time I dealt with slow speak as far as getting an interview set up, the person who handled that her name was Rebecca.
0: Yeah, I don't she think it was for- the same. It, this this girl, you know, I could probably look it up if I really wanted to take the time to do it. That's but, okay. It's it's not worth it. But uh, she talks about working side by side. Okay, so that statement right there, I could probably take the time to look it up, but it's not worth it. So. (laughs) So here we here we are today and uh, a uh, a week ago Sunday, I got to go down to San Francisco and see the Slow Speak showcase because they were playing at the DNA Lounge in San Francisco and right, yeah. it was really cool so we got to see uh a yawn worth yelling okay. uh, which i believe is mainstream i don't think they're a christian band uh, okay. after listening to the guy who was there talk um you know i i heard fewer swear words working construction in some okay. of conversations just you know that's kind of one thing i pick up on right. um we saw raven hill Right. and we would have seen fever fever except the night before the guys in raven hill and fever fever were playing basketball and one of the raven hill guys inadvertently broke the arm of one of the of the bassist <laughs> from fever fever <laughs> That's so terrible. So Fever Fever did not play that night, which I was very bummed about because I really wanted to see Hypnotize live. I mean, I enjoyed that song very much, Uh, but I got to hang out with these guys. We also got to see uh, Million Trillion, which is one of the guys from I Am Empire. Oh, okay. Um, A tall bearded guy. I can't think of his name right now, but uh, a tall bearded guy played guitar for them, and it was basically him and a drummer. Uh, And that's Million Trillion, okay? And then we also got to see Talkie, which is Brad and Matt Hagman from Blood and Water, and Eric, former drummer for I Am Empire, and there was another guy there who I'm sure I'd probably seen in some other band at some other point, but I did not know him. So it was quite a night. We had a great time. I mean, I got to stay for the whole show. Raven Hill, those guys, if you are into... A uh, gospel rock or soul rock or, or you know, whatever you want to call it. Those guys are fantastic to watch live. Nice. Josh is kind of um, he's, he's he he kind of looks like Joe Cocker when he sings a little bit. Oh, OK. You know, he gets the arm movements and the head movements. And it's like his whole body is is into what it is that he's doing. And all the other guys up there are just pouring everything they have into it. Uh, and it was really cool because at the end of the set, they do um, "Blood on the Church Floor" as their final mm-hmm. song, and everybody except for Josh goes over and takes one of the toms off of the drum kit, and they're all beating them in unison as they're doing the uh, um, as they're doing the uh, the spiritual aspect, the, the 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 Negro spiritual portion of that particular song, which is how the song ends. Um, nice it's very haunting and it sounds really really cool and to be able to see it live was a lot of fun okay so i i say all of that to get to the apology portion so the girl that i was referencing in Mm -hmm. the previous episode episode 106 uh her name is caitlin Mm. okay now caitlin was the one running point on the slow speak night Right. Apparently, they all heard that episode. (laughs) And my comment, which you all heard, was I could look it up right now, but it's just not worth it. They all have implied to Caitlin that I didn't think she was worth it. (laughs) (laughs) So they constantly... Uh, use that phrase to belittle her
1: <laughs>
0: dude you need to wipe that mess off your shoe dude <laughs> so i get introduced to caitlin as hey this is chris from broken fm and also the Rock and a Hard Place podcast, he's the one who said you weren't worth it. <laughs> now, we all had a good laugh about it. Everybody, you know, it was it was what it was and and all of that kind of stuff. But I just I want to clear my own conscience and just say that that was not the spirit in which that was said. I just didn't want to take the time to try and do the search while I was trying to do a show right? Uh, to, to make that statement work. Um, <clears throat> so, Caitlin, my apologies for any pain and suffering that those boys have inflicted upon you for my poor choice of words... Um, you know, so there you have it. Uh, I, I, Caitlin did a great job running the show, she was fantastic, she was on top of it. Uh, everybody looked like they were having a good time. And actually, James, one of the owners of Slow Speak, uh, who lives in the Bay Area, Davey does like the day to day operation stuff, he deals with all the signing and, and that kind of thing of the different bands. James is like the money guy, he's the one who originally started Slow Speak, and uh, and so he deals with all of that aspect of things, is the owner. Uh, he was there that night. Super nice. Planning on coming by the studio, I think sometime in the next week or so and and catching up with Tim and I and seeing how things are going for Broken FM and all of that. But um, yeah, so I, I'm trying to remove my foot from my mouth. Caitlin, you were fantastic. It was great to be able to meet you. Uh, they had a new girl starting. I think her name was Olivia. Um, She'd only been with Slow Speak two weeks and this was like her first time out on tour trying to deal with any of the bands or anything along those lines. And she had this like deer in the headlights look pretty much the entire night. It was I felt so bad for her. She just she looked uncomfortable and unsure and just not quite not quite ready to know what's going on. I mean, she'll learn it with time. It's a completely different scene when it comes to all that stuff, though.
2: So right. Well, and plus, if if any experience with any of the guys individually who are in most of these bands is any teacher, I I don't imagine that they made it easy for her.
0: Uh no, I don't think they did. uh I believe that there was a lot of uh joking around and you know sometimes inappropriate comments, but I mean it's typical when you get a bunch of guys like that together uh the inappropriate comments are going to uh are gonna flow a little bit so um you know uh, it is what it is uh i I can't say that there's an excuse for that, but it it just it kind of happens. It's just typically the way that it goes yeah okay uh let's see let's do our other stuff from kirk and then we will uh proceed on to uh to the next segment meanwhile at the hall of justice where do you
1: go knives is ryan clark of demon hunter and randy torres formerly of project 86 doing their take on industrial music This is a highly anticipated album for fans of both bands and for fans of industrial music in general. To be honest, the album disappointed me upon first listen. I was expecting more industrial synth and crazy sounds. These songs are much more structured and musical. Upon additional listens, though, it really grew on me. The dark tone, the industrial weight, all mixed with some pop tones. It just kept me coming back for more. So all of that to say that this album was not what I expected or built up in my mind. Once I got past my preconceived notions about what the album should be, I grew to like this album for what it is, a well-crafted, moody, industrial album. Anxiety, the debut album from Knives, will be available everywhere June 23rd. This has been Captain Kirk with the other stuff for the Rock and the Hard Place podcast. All
0: right, thank you, Kirk. Appreciate that very much. Good, good stuff. I, um, I need to get a copy of that album at some point and check it out. I haven't had. Uh, haven't had an opportunity to to grab hold of that yet. So, uh maybe someday.
1: Someday.
2: Have you heard someday. it yet? No. I I've, I've heard a couple of the tracks from it and those uh, those I kind of had the same reaction as Kirk did um as a uh, kind of you know, I when you think Demon Hunter and you think Project 86 and then you think Side Project, you think it's going to be somehow heavy, you know. Right. It just feels like it should be, but At the same time, everything that I've heard was kind of along the same lines. It's like if you get over the whole idea of like, oh, this is going to be like Nine Inch Nails or Clank or Circle of Dust. And then you realize it's not that, but it's closer to like Depeche Mode or almost like Dark New Wave kind of stuff. I think it's a lot easier to enjoy. And I'm still getting used to that idea, but I'm all about that because I I enjoy those types of music. And I have uh, in previous conversations with Ryan Clark heard him say a lot that he's a really big depeche mode fan so the fact that
0: it has that vibe to it doesn't surprise me at all which is kind of weird to think about a a a band like (laughs) demon hunter uh their lead singer guy being more into depeche mode than anything else it just seems so weird so, we, yeah, but at the same time, I mean, he's also into, like, the really heavy, like,
2: death, you know, metal kind of stuff. I mean, it, I think he's got a very eclectic taste, and it's funny because I think that you get hints of that in some of the Demon Hunter stuff, like the ballads. Right. Uh, definitely have that kind of gothy, uh, you know, almost new wave kind of stuff, but with still with guitars, it's still very much rock, but the delivery vocal-wise definitely has that tone to it. So I don't guess I'm hugely surprised. I don't think he's doing anything massively different vocally mm-hmm. than he's done with Demon Hunter in the past. It's just it's a lot more restrained. But I think that, you know, yeah. if it, if that's what they want to do, and I mean, they've obviously got, you know, signed to a label to do it. And it didn't even have to be the same label that they've dealt with in the past. I mean, they're on like Sumerian or something like that uh, or Spartan Spartan Records, I think, yeah. um, you know, I mean, so they got a whole new contract for it. Um, And I think it's going to do pretty well. I don't think it's going to be like a massive deal, but at the same time, I I don't think they're going to be disappointing fans of either band either. I think most people knew kind of what they were getting into. Right.
0: Exactly. No, I I think that you go in there knowing that and and you hope for the best. And I think that people that enjoy that music are definitely going to dig on the album big time. Mm hmm. Uh, Let's see here. A couple of things to make note of. Uh, Pillar Music put out an update on the 11th of June. I don't know if you saw it there, Paul. Uh, I think so, but go ahead. So uh, album is officially mixed as of right now, and the files are being uploaded for mastering. The plan is to turn in the final product for release mid next week. Once that's officially turned in, we'll announce the summer release date, reveal the cover, send a single to radio, and start sending, to the, uh, start sending to the early song, uh, start sending the early song to the Kickstarter's uh, supporter as well as fulfilling the rest of their incentives. The time we've taken to do this record right will reflect in the final product, and we appreciate your many years of support. So, nice. good deal on that. Um, if you want to hear Sarah singing the new song, uh, from The Letter Black, they were trying to get to 3,000 likes in order to uh, be able to have Sarah from The Letter Black sing the new song. So uh, go check out and see if they managed to make it. I think that would be uh, interesting Interesting to see uh, what's going on there. Uh, let me see. I saw a post the other day of Striper and Petra on tour together, and I thought to myself, what year is it? <laughs> so very, very weird. Uh, to think about that yeah i'm looking at a picture of it right now it's it's striper and petra all together in the same place and it's a very strange picture to see <sighs> makes me feel young <laughs> <laughs> or old once yeah you remember what you yeah year. more more old than young unfortunately well uh, let me uh, see what's the controversy of the week paul it's got to be the new Icon Icon. for Hire. hire. Yeah. Yeah. The new song from Icon for Hire. Um, The song is called Now You Know. It was released this week. It's available uh, on Noise Trade. You can listen to it, download it, whatever the case may be. Uh, You will know that Icon for Hire recently separated with their label, Tooth and Nail. Um after many many very public and very not kind comments uh about their deal with Tooth and Nail and all of that fun stuff um and so i guess Ariel is a bit angry over some things that happened um <laughs> i'm so confused by this band this is this is the thing <laughs> You know, I've, I've read many, many stories. I've read, you know, a lot of different things. In fact, let me, let me come down here. Uh new release today posted an article that I thought was very well done. Uh, so let me get in here. Uh, Marcus Hathcock wrote this article uh, and it says, uh, well, come on now, stop loading the ads and just show me the article uh, heard this before, a young starry-eyed band naively signs record deal and is forced to sell out. It's a refrain replayed a number of times from bands, and now Icon for Hire is singing and screaming it. And they're doing so with an overly dramatic, more than three minutes long video shot in confessional style, where they talk about how they had no business, in quotes, signing a record deal in the early years, and how suddenly being in the biz suddenly made their beautiful art much more complicated. In melodramatic tones, lead singer Ariel Bloomer tells a harrowing tale about being taken advantage of by greedy people only interested in, quote, the bottom dollar and how, quote, writing honest music wasn't allowed. Despite not being allowed to release any honest music, Ariel goes on to say that they walked away from their previous record label with two albums they're proud of, and thousands of loyal fans who apparently loved the less-than-honest music they were forced (laughs) to make. (laughs) Uh, Okay, finally, we learned that the band's new record label is You the Fan, which essentially means future albums will be funded courtesy of those thousands of fans via Kickstarter Indiegogo Pledge Music Merch Sales. So what can we expect from the, quote, new and, quote, honest icon for hire? Well, shortly after this video about going indie, they released a song called Now You Know, where Ariel keeps the drama rolling, sing-rapping about how tough it is to be a female in the male-dominated music industry, both in terms of overt sexual harassment and more covert sexist undertones. He goes on to say, look, I'm not saying her assessment's wrong. It's probably got to get old night after night getting interviewed being asked the same question. What's it like being a female in the music industry? And it has to get old being referred to as a female-fronted rock band as if it's a genre or getting inevitable and infuriating paramour comparisons. And having put themselves in the mainstream in places like Vans Warped Tour, it also has to get old getting sexually harassed by people in the crowd. And it is certainly true that people do get burned in the industry. For whatever reason in business, that kind of thing happens. And let's be honest, the music business, Christian-oriented or not, is just that, a business. Yes, plenty of people are moved and saved and challenged and inspired by the content therein. But at the end of the day, for-profit businesses have to make money. Really? Really? (laughs) I never would have guessed that. The struggle is real and the system is certainly flawed. How do you respond? Many bands who've decided that the business end of the music isn't for them have gracefully and peacefully parted ways and have gone on to continue what they started in beautiful, independent glory. Instead, Icon for Hire has decided to napalm the bridges behind them, which doesn't just incinerate the business relationship they said was dysfunctional, but more importantly, their past and their values as well. And maybe even their fan base. After hearing the song Now You Know, which features an oh-so-intentionally-shocking use of an F-bomb, they now come across more whiny, immature, and self-centered than honest. And that's a crazy thing, since the new song, which is not very good and is getting trashed on social media, really goes against everything they've stood for as a band. And I'm not talking about being a, quote, Christian band. They've never ever claimed to be one despite gladly embracing the Christian market at festivals and on faith forward tours, but about the core values they'd stated from the get go in an interview at creation festival of all places in 2011, Ariel talked about how their goal as a band is to be spreading something positive, something that people are picking up. That's going to help them. you can watch the video. If you go check out the new released uh, today article uh, and it says you can start watching that portion at 2.12, 2 minutes, 12 seconds. Sorry, not seeing quote, something positive with the new Now You Know direction. And the truth is, if the old, quote, less honest version of Icon heard this new song, they probably quote these lyrics to themselves. "Where my scars on my sleeve for all the world to see. Like, look what they did to me quick, lay on the sympathy thick. You probably have the right to feel how you do. You were mistreated and cheated out of the childhood you needed, and now you'll never succeed if you're so convinced you're defeated. If you're obsessed with your yesterday, then you're destined to repeat it. And I know it's not your fault. It never is. Is it? Is it? <laughs>
1: Ooh, or
0: they wow. could yeah, or they could just listen again to Ariel in that 2011 interview. Quote, There's other people hurting way worse than you, and that's going to be part of your healing. Helping other people is going to help you heal too. Get over your self-pity party. While Icon for Hire says it's looking to get back to its roots and remember the reason they started the band, it seems they've neglected their own advice to others and are reinventing themselves in a way that are discarding their previously stated band values and frankly creating inferior art that the label probably protected them from making. It seems they're trading positive music for so-called honest music. And if the indie announcement, and now you know our indie indication, they'll be telling a self-centered story that will be devoid of the connectivity previous works have enjoyed. Wow. Okay. Can,
2: can I, can I make a, a parallel to this you, on, on a very minor level? Absolutely, Paul. Okay. So back in the day, there was a, a band that, which I will name later Uh, because I I want you to get the full effect of this. There was a band that was not signed was in the process. I believe of doing paperwork to get signed to their first record deal. And I was reading their bio and it read a little something like this. I'm paraphrasing. And I'm sure if I just really dug, I could probably find it. But to paraphrase this bio, it said something to the effect of we are this band. We bring high energy and um, major excitement to every venue We've opened for bands like, I don't know. I know that Dave Matthews band was one of them. I don't remember what the other ones were, but you know, big name bands like, like that of the, of the time. Cause this was like 2005 to okay. yeah, around 2005. Anyway, so they're like, we've opened for all of these big name bands, but we're not going to get invited back because we set, we set up the audience for disappointment because we basically blew them off the stage and they weren't half as energetic as we were. And we're just looking to take the music industry by storm. Yada, yada, yada kind of comes off sounding a little bit big headed and conceited to say that you opened up for somebody. And then everyone was bored with that person because you were that good. Agreed. Right. Yes. Especially yes. since you don't have a contract yet. These other people are like, you know, touring the world and have sold, you know, millions and billions of records. Yeah. Um, and since then, I think that this band has, whether they grew up, which is entirely possible or whether they just finally heard themselves uh, kind of toned it down a little bit but is still very much who they were to begin with as far as putting on a really big show writing songs that they want to write even if they're not all overtly christian okay now do you want to have do you want to take any guess at who this band was
0: uh my goodness um i i have no clue
2: this band also has only released No, they have never released more than one album on a label. So they've always kind of like done the whole, like we hold our own destiny. Uh, You know, we'll, we'll work with a label to do this, but then, then they kind of went on to the next one and they've never been on a label for more than one record. So, I mean, they, 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 there's a lot that's similar to icon for hire in a lot of ways, but this band has been able to keep it together enough to where people still like them they appreciate them and they enjoy them and they still get a ton of buzz uh in the mainstream as a matter of fact they were going on the warp tour yet again which start has just started and that band would be family force Five. Oh. <laughs> when i mean seriously when i read their bio before they got signed i was like wow either these guys are really good and they know it or they are just so full of themselves
0: <laughs> right and it's probably a little bit of both in that regard right you know yeah
2: Exactly. So, I mean, the, the whole idea that, I mean, you can, I don't think that you have to have like this. I don't know. Uh, let me back up. I think that the Christian music industry or at least Christian music fans almost want you to have this whole, uh, self deprecating everything. Like you can't take a compliment. You have to throw it up to the big J in the sky. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's like anyone says, Oh, I loved your show. Oh uh, no, no, it wasn't me. It's all about God. I mean, i Take a compliment, it's okay, right, you know God gave you that ability, yes, but you chose to use it, and you chose to put in hard work it it is It is somewhat about you, right, whether you want to believe it or not, and you know big props for for you know passing the buck along to god for 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 being in charge, yes, I think most Christian fans know that right, um so I mean it's okay to take a compliment, it's okay to. It's okay to know that you're good at what you do. It's okay to take control of your own destiny and to, without bashing everybody who you've been signed to say, you know what? That label deal didn't work out for me. It was good while it lasted. Um, You know, it got us from here to here, but now we're going to do something else. I've never, ever in interviews anywhere else ever heard Family Force 5 go, you know what? We were signed to Goatee Records. It really sucked. We'd never do that again. They, they just so screwed us at every turn. They've never said that, you know, and I mean, they've been on Goatee. They've been on Tooth & Nail. Now they're on Word. You know, they've done one independently. They've done it kind of every way, but it's, I don't know. It's so ridiculous. And I guess I should back up. I guess they did release two records technically on Tooth & Nail. I think. Yeah, they did. So that part technically was wrong. But, you know, I mean, they're constantly moving around. They're always looking for what's going to business wise work out for them better. And they've been smart about it, done the research. They know how to keep control of their own catalog. Um, You know, they're always leveraging what they've done to maximize what they can do with it. And and I think that that's a really good or ungrateful or whatever. They need to go hit, hit up Soul Glow or... Fatty or Nadaddy or anybody else and talk to them and be like, so you guys seem to have been able to make this work. You guys have a lot of mainstream fans. You have a lot of Christian fans. You guys don't necessarily, you know, preach the gospel from stage every night. You guys do that because I think Icon, I think, I think that at some point they just got so frustrated that they've gone into kind of like this weird blind rage attack mode and they're right. not thinking about it at all anymore.
0: Right. No. And I, I totally think that you're, you're onto something there. Honestly, it's, um it's a very weird, um, how do I want to say this? It's it, there's, there's some things that we can speak to on this and some things we can't. Okay. Cause first of all, we don't know what it's like to be a female in the music industry. So no. the comments that she's making, as far as that's concerned, it, it's it's hard for me to say one way or another whether it actually happened or not. Did it happen? Yeah. It very well may have. Um, yeah. So I don't want to I don't want to sound like I'm coming off as um, chauvinistic or belittling of how she felt. How she felt is how she felt, as far as how she was treated. Uh, you know, there's there's nothing I can say plus or minus uh, against that. But there's a There's an aspect of, of playing, man, this is going to come off wrong. I think no matter how I go about it, there's an aspect of, of quote unquote, playing the victim that I think can, can be detrimental to future success. Do you want to be known as a kick butt rocker who happens to be a girl or do you wanna be known as the girl who complained about how she was treated and get the sympathy you know, the sympathy vote in that regard. Does it does that make sense? It's gonna sound really like I'm putting yeah. her down and I'm not at all I don't wanna belittle I I don't wanna say that some of it's her fault, it's not. If people mistreated her in the business. That's on those people that mistreated her. She didn't yeah. ask for them to mistreat her. No, but and, I,
2: I know what you mean. I totally do. And and it's, it's one of those things where I'm sure that, you know, on some level you and I both have, have kind of gotten pieces of this because, I mean, we're both married. Your wife is a professional. My wife mm-hmm. is a professional. You have two daughters. I have a new daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, we both want women to be treated in a way that is respectful and, and worthy of the talents that they have. I don't want my wife to get a job because she's a woman. Right. I want her to get her to get a job because she's good at what she does. And luckily that's been the case thus far. Right. Um, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it wouldn't work out just fine if she did get a job just because she was a woman. But at the same time, I know that she wants to get it for her, her own merits. Um, you know, that's the whole like equal treatment thing, you know? Um, So there's that. And and I totally agree with you. And the other part of it is, is one, I, I, my reaction to the song when I heard it was, you know, she could have said the exact same thing in a slightly different way. And I would have been all about this song because I, I get it. I mean, let's, let's think about it in these terms. Sarah Anthony from the letter black, I believe has made like a top 10 list of like hottest female rockers, like a few times. Mm -hmm. And as far as I know, She's kind of taken it somewhat well. I mean, she hasn't like brushed it off. She has mentioned it, but right. mainly more like she was appreciating the publicity as opposed to thank you guys for lusting after my hot body. <laughs> um, you know, it never did come across that way. But right. at the same time, you know, it's like, hey, you know, it's, that's kind of cool. You know, we got mentioned in Revolver or whatever magazine it was. You know, it's like that's, you know, it's publicity that that's great. and And to some degree, there is no bad publicity, I guess. But in this case, maybe there is. Uh, but I mean, you get people like like that who tend to take it a little more graciously. And I don't want to say that that making that, that the fact that that list exists is kind of sexist to begin with, because how totally. often do you see the list of the hottest guys in rock music? <laughs> I mean, you, you don't see that. You know, that's that's a thing that doesn't typically exist, right? Uh, but you know, it's part of it comes with the fact that most of the people who listen to rock music are guys. And guys are visual people. And that's not an excuse. That's just kind of the way things are. And I don't want to say that that's right. Right. Uh, exactly.
0: That, but, see, And that's the that's trying to dance that line of, you know, OK, we understand that guys are like this, but guys, it's not acceptable to be like this. You know, yeah, that's that's not an excuse uh, for, right. for that's not making everything OK with with what is being said. Now, she goes, uh, Ariel plays mainstream shows. Yeah. So there's going to be a completely different crowd at a mainstream show than what is at a typical Christian show. So, of course, there's going to be guys in the crowd that are going to say, hey, show me your boobs. I mean, it's not an acceptable thing, but when you allow yourself to be in that situation, you're going to hear that stuff. How you deal with that, I think, is the critical aspect of things. Do you become the bigger person and say you know what, that is one person who is sick and wrong, and that's not necessarily representative of the entire crowd that is there. Or do right. you sit and stew on that and, and continue to uh, be angry about something that you legitimately, you have no control over how they are going to see you No matter what you do, the way that they see you is how they will always see you. The only thing you have control over is how you react to that. Say it's wrong. Go for it. Absolutely. Push for the ideal that men and women are viewed um, with equal respect sexually. I'm fine with that. Go for it. You preach on that platform, but you can't complain about how other people see you because... They're going to see you how they choose to see you, not how you want to be seen. Right. I also don't get the complaint about how whenever there's an article written about them, that it begins with female fronted rock band. What difference does that make? They are (laughs) a female fronted rock band.
2: Well, I kind of get the argument, but at the same time, I also get the, the other side, too, because on one hand... I would be the first person to say, oh, you know, it's like, well, people will be like, what do they sound like? If you just said a rock band, the automatic assumption would be they're a guy fronted rock band because that tends
0: to be the default. It's a male dominated job. Right. It, it, it is.
1: Exactly.
2: Yeah. But on the other hand, you know, it's like you know the, the female reaction to that usually tends to be is like, well you know, you would never say, oh, well, they're a guy-fronted rock band. It's like, no, but that's that's because it's assumed. Right. You know, just like I assume that if you live in Texas, you probably vote Republican and go to church every Sunday. Right. It kind of <laughs> tends to be the default. I right. mean, it's not necessarily right or wrong. I mean, it is a stereotype. Uh, but at the same time, I don't know. I mean, there comes a certain point, especially with stuff like this, which to me is much less important than other things yeah. that that people get ragged on for for stereotyping. It's like, how badly do you need to trip over yourself to to be exactly what everybody in the situation wants you to be? It's like, well, they're a rock band. It's like, well, what do they sound like? Oh, they sound. I mean, if you say and then if you follow it up by saying they sound like any other female fronted rock band, right. then you've just done the same thing again. Like she's complaining about. Right. I mean, there's no way to describe them. Other than they are a band that plays rock music. They kind of, you know, vary styles. I mean, they throw in some hip hop. There's a bunch of rock in there. They have little electronic breakdowns. And their singers a girl. I mean, you can't, there's only so long you can dance around that. It's not a bad thing. But some people like singers that are girls. And some people don't. Just like some people like metal music and some people don't. I mean, it's not a genre. No, but at the same time, people have definite opinions based on that. And if they already did not like a female-fronted rock band, it's not like their opinion is going to change by hearing that you're a female-fronted rock band before they knew that.
0: Right. Exactly. See, and I think that that's some of the critical the the critical differences right there that, that you're laying out. You know, we use words like descriptors. You know, um, if I tell you I saw a guy walking down the street the other day, you're... Vision of what that guy looks like is going to be based off of a preconception of your upbringing and and everything along those lines. If I say I saw a Latino guy walking down the street the other day, I'm using that as a descriptor to say so that you can visualize what I saw in my head. You know, people say, "Well, when you describe it like that, it you're racist because automatically, you know, you you jump to when I say I saw a guy walking down the street, the assumption is that he's white. Well, that's my world. Uh, you know, right. I don't I I don't have a lot of of black friends or Latino friends because that's not the area that I live in. I'm fine with black people. I'm fine with Latinos. I'm fine with with um." You know, Hispanic of any kind, uh, oriental, whatever the politically correct terms are, African American, whatever, I'm fine with with people. I have no issue with an individual um, classification. Right. You know, but we have to be able to use words as descriptors so that people are able to paint a more accurate image in their heads of what it is that's going on. And that so when we say things like female-fronted rock band, that automatically helps paint that picture for you to understand what is going on. I mean, what about a band like The Bengals? They were all females. You right. know, every single one of them was female. Do you know how rare that was? To have an entirely female band, exactly. And to have them make it as far as they did was unprecedented. They broke barriers like you would not believe. That's the kind of thing that should be celebrated, not not drawn down upon because somebody decided to call them an all-female band. You can't just classify a band like that as a rock band or a pop band or whatever because assumptions are going to be made and that's just the way that it is due to our individual upbringings and i don't know that there's an easy solution to be able to to change that you know can you stand up and fight against actual sexism absolutely and i think that there's a point where that that has to happen but there's a process that has to go through where everybody's minds have to kind of be on the same page and I don't see why it's derogatory to use words as descriptors to help you understand what a situation is, is you know what the situation is is that's actually going on when you're yeah. describing it. Right. And and here's something I will say. I mean I I would diverge from
2: your point of view on that just a tad in that uh here's here's where I would say it would differ. If you said like the the band embodiment originally started out as like a really really heavy band, and then they went to kind of like an alternative metal where they didn't really scream very much anymore. Well, their new lead singer was black. You would never know he was black by listening to him. That would be kind of unimportant to the to the descriptor of the band. You could just say they're a band because their lead singer didn't sound. I mean, it's not like he sounded like he was Fifty Cent got transplanted into the beginning of an already <laughs> pre existing band. It wasn't like they went from being a metal band to a rap core band because they got a hip hop lead singer. Right. That was not the case. I mean, he was, just, he was just a black guy who sang, and he did a, a great job. I didn't particularly like their lyrics after that because I thought they got a little simple and dumbed down, but I don't think that had anything to do with him being black. I think that that would be like an unnecessary descriptor. Mm-hmm. But for a female, unless she sounds like a dude, it's an unimportant descriptor. And, if he, and it, well, I guess if she did sound like a dude, then it would be kind of interesting because like, oh man, they got a female <laughs> lead here, but you would never know it. I mean, right. that's something. I mean, there is that, but <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, it, to me, it's like, is it important to the story right. for a, for a female friend of Rockman, whether you like it or not? It's important to the story. Uh, you know, if it's just a matter of, you know, it's like, I, you know, I saw this dude trip and fall on his face. Whether or not he was black or Latino doesn't really matter. It's, just, it's funny because the dude tripped and fell on his face. Right. You know, um, and he was OK, I hope. But. In the end, I mean, you know, to me, it's like it's important to the story, whether you like it or not. If you don't want it to be important to the story, then you need to go like, you know, the direction of Slipknot or something and, and wear a mask so no one can tell. Right. Uh, so and plus, it, it, that's another thing that, that gets to me is it's not just that she's a female lead singer. She's a very feminine female lead singer. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is nothing dumbed down about the fact that she is an attractive, uh, very feminine you know, person in the public eye. I mean, she, she's not dumbing that down at all. She's very into fashion. Um, you know, she's got a blog where she does all her own clothes. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's, she is kind of girly. I mean, and that's not a bad, not thing, a bad thing it's at just, all. It's who she is. Right. But I, I get the whole, like, you know, there's a statement in there that says something to the effect of, uh, you know, I'm sure you didn't get, get to where you are without sucking on somebody's, You know what, mm-hmm. um, you know, at, at that attitude that's wrong. I mean, that is just wrong. And I know that some people get that attitude, and that's not fair at all. You know, just like if you're in charge as a female, that comes across as as uh, moody or oh, it must be that time of the month or something derogatory like that. Right. Whereas if a guy is very I- in charge, then the, oh, it's like well, he's just a leader. You know, I mean, there there are perceptions like that that do need to change. But the whole idea of like oh, it's like quit paying attention to me as a girl. I know I I I'm very feminine and girly and i am a girl and i'm not dumbing that down and you quit treating me like like you know i'm a girl mm-hmm. there is a line there somewhere and it's and it is really hard to straddle that line because it does get kind of blurry and you know i want my wife and my daughter to be treated fairly and equally i think that you know like down to stuff like pay they should get paid the same amount if they're doing the same job totally i mean there's stuff like that that yes absolutely down with it 100% but the whole idea that she's going for is a little bit of a stretch. Although I think like half the points in there totally down with it. But the other half, I'm just like, if you'd gone just a little bit short of that, I would have been all on board, but you're, I don't know. I don't want to say she's taking it too far. It's just, you're right. It comes across as whiny after a certain degree. And, and you're right. It does get to a point where that isn't going to help them. I mean, you think back to bands that just became labeled as, whiny i mean you think about bands like limp biscuit it's like all they did was whine after a while yeah and you're like i get it you think your life sucks
0: let's move on to something else (laughs) (laughs) you've got enough money to deal with the suckage you
2: you sold millions of records you have lots and lots of money everything that most people would want you have and mind you, you may not have God, and that's true. But it, seeing as how it doesn't seem like you're thinking about that at all, quit complaining that people don't like you. It's yeah, like you're you're a public figure. Some people
0: aren't going to like you. You need to get over it. Exactly. So the 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 phrase that you mentioned, Paul, um, yeah. then leads into the next phrase, and I'm going to read the lyrics here. Um, I will edit it for for content, just so okay. you know. Uh, it says, I take the stage, and before I even open my mouth, the audience assumes they got us all figured out. Oh, your band's got a chick. Must be some kind of trick. There's no way she got this far without sucking somebody's, and then it trails off. Right. Uh, did you really think that's how it works? I'm not effing eye candy. I'm here to do my job. I'll be the last man standing. Boys in crowd asking for me to flash them. Well, here you go. Newsflash. You're ignorant. You're ignorant. And that's that. Now, the part of the statement I agree with is if somebody is in the crowd asking you to flash them, uh, then they are ignorant and they need (laughs) to be put in their place. Totally agree with that. Um, But the use of strong language in this particular case, I think, is more meant to be sensationalistic than actually complementary of the statements being made. Yeah. You know, we we talked about uh Sonny from P. O. D. dropping the F bomb in his uh in his song I Am. And we had a long conversation with Sonny about the use of that word and why he chose to go there, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, it's in the interview we have listed in the archives on Broken FM if you're curious about that at all. Um, And I felt like his reasoning was sound. Would I have done it if it were me? Probably not, because I don't think it's necessary to be that controversial. But to this, it just feels like, you know what, I am shedding everything about me that claimed Christianity, and I am... Going to run in the other direction from it, and so I'm going to start alienating some of my audience, the people that are just the hangers-on, and and try and and break out of this mold that they have shoved me into... and and run in a in a completely different direction and and that kind of stuff makes me sad because i feel like you can make statements that are just as strong and powerful without dropping language that's unnecessary and when you put language like that into it in my opinion um it, it it shows a weak vocabulary that you couldn't come up with something else to say instead of that does that does that make sense yeah. And honestly, I mean, I, I don't
2: know. I I'm <laughs> with you on that. I mean, it's, it, it doesn't feel like, Oh, that was just the perfect fit. You couldn't say anything but that and it not be more distracting. I mean, there right. there are times when I can almost even see just poetically. It's like, if you didn't say it, it would be like you're dancing around it and that it can almost be worse at least artistically. Mm-hmm. But if she had said, I'm not eye candy. To me, that almost would have been stronger. Right. Because it's not needed. It, it's like putting... It's like... Uh, I have... I, I, well, my mom... I know she doesn't listen to this podcast, so it, it won't matter. But my mom has a habit of anytime she wants to build something up, she'll be like, it was very, 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 very this. Right. And you're like okay, you lost me halfway through there. And it just feels like there's no possible way that that could even be necessary. You know, it, it just, it's kind of the same thing. I mean, it's like, if you just said it was this, you know, even just vocalizing the inflection to me says more than a hundred berries or dropping the F bomb in front of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it it's not, there's not much finesse there. Right. And I think that, I think that icon for hire is i don't know if it's as much the artistic direction that was quote unquote pushed on them or that producers helped them with or what but i thought that both of their previous records were quite artistically good mm-hmm. and were lyrically interesting at at the least uh i think what they're doing now it just I don't know. It, it feels like a, a student's first art project after they aren't in class anymore. They're like, I'm on my own. The teacher said this was dumb.
0: I'm going to do it anyway. Right. <laughs> right. Well, and so here's what's going to make me sad. Is this is this potential that they go off on their own like they're doing and they continue to write more songs that are along these lines, angry and punkish and all of that kind of stuff. And they end up completely alienating a decent fan base and they aren't capable of producing any more music in a very short amount of time, because here's the thing like them or not, they are very talented musicians. Oh, I agree. And Ariel is a fabulous singer. I Mm. enjoy listening to her sing. Right. However, if they continue down this path, one of two things will happen. They will either become major mainstream and completely lose any Christian fan base that they had at all, or they will not be accepted by the mainstream and they won't have the Christian audience because of the lyrical content and they will end up fading away into, uh, as Mike Tyson said, fading away into Bolivia. Yeah. Um, (laughs) yes Poor so bolivia yes exactly so i i mean the, this is this is kind of what i'm thinking is that they're not necessarily good enough to make the big mainstream transition and it's also possible that the the anger and tone in their lyrics might put off some mainstream folks anyhow um and if they alienate the christian audience then they've really got no one left not enough to make it you know to make it continue yeah. Um, and that's sad because I think whiny as they are, they're all very talented, and I think with the right direction, uh, I think they could still be huge. But yeah. uh, you know, I mean, they, they're they're not willing to play the game. Okay, fine. Then yeah. have fun on your own, and I wish you the best of luck. And we'll just kind of have to wait and see what happens. I, I I don't know what else to say.
2: Yeah. I. I, I yeah. Uh I don't know. I mean, I had heard about the song and I just officially listened to it for the first time this morning because I kind of was dreading it. Yes, I really like the band and I hate it when bands do stuff that makes me dislike them. Right. Um, Which happens more and more and which makes me feel like I'm getting to be an old curmudgeon. But <laughs> I, I'm beginning to think more and more through whether or not I want to like certain at least band members on Facebook mm-hmm. because inevitably they'll say something that is not thought through very well right. or uh, maybe politically is on an entirely different plane that I'm on or just say stupid stuff that I'm like, man, it's like you really need somebody to babysit you for you to be able to type on a keyboard because you're just, you're just showing off your ignorance, you know I mean? And, and i and everybody does it. I mean, everyone says stuff online that they wish they could take back and other people say stuff online and never are, quick enough to realize they shouldn't have said it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But at the same time, I mean, it's just, it's hard because uh, especially nowadays with social media, it's from the, you can, you can let it free flow without any filter from your brain to your hands. And then it's out there and you can never take it back.
0: Yeah. It's Um, done.
2: Yeah. It's just, it's completely done. Even if you delete it, it's going to be somewhere and somebody will have seen it. And it just, it's hard. And you, you, it kind of makes you want to either one, Quit the whole thing entirely, or really try aggressively to give everyone a big honking grain of salt because um, you you realize that Pete, everyone does it, but at the same time, it's really hard to hear the music the same way after you hear someone say something that you's just you think is monumentally stupid because um, you are like, man, really? That's what you think? Oh, yeah. And and, and it's hard. And it's hard because I, I mean, stuff like that is what makes me appreciate more and more people who are like, well. I used to listen to you, but now I found out that you drink and I don't believe in drinking. So can't listen to you anymore. It's like, to me, the drinking, unless you're just a drunk, mm-hmm. I mean, which does happen, but unless you're just like, it, it's a problem for you, that doesn't bother me as much. Right. But I understand how it is a problem for, for others. And for me, it's not so much stuff like that. It's just when they say dumb stuff in a big public forum, that really damages how I feel when I listen to their music. And mm-hmm. and I really hope that they figure out something I've seen other bands do stuff that was similar. Um, and and it's hard to, it's hard to rebound from that. I think that there are bands who were, who were teetering on the edge of just full on success. And then they alienated the fans that they already had by saying, Hey, you know what? We don't need you anymore. We've heard that we're really awesome. And we've played at work tour and we got a good response. So, forget you guys we're moving on and then they get out there and everyone's like yeah so yeah remember how we said we really liked you we did remember how we said we would sign you and we would give you lots of money yeah we kind of lied um and then it, it, they never come back from that as well as you would hope that they would right um and I'm all about forgiveness and I'm all about second chances and that's great but unfortunately it's really difficult for the majority of people to do that when there's so many other options Mm -hmm. so i don't know
0: no i I think you about all i i can't disagree with i can't disagree with anything that you've said um you know they uh it's it's a problem within the industry you know I, i did you have a chance to listen to the episode i did with dustin last week I
2: have not yet. I I want to, but it's been crazy around here, so I haven't yet.
0: Totally, And, and that's fine. But one of the things that Dustin talks about is how any band that enters the Christian music industry, no matter what seems to happen to that band... They could all line up in a row and go down the line and say, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in God. I don't believe in God. I don't believe in God and go mainstream. And there are still people that even after hearing that, when you hear the name of that band, they go, oh, that's a Christian band. Or, oh, right. those are Christians in that band. And it's like yeah. they've been very upfront and said, no, we are definitely not. Stop saying yeah. that about us. But for whatever reason, they they are still painted in that picture. So it's like it's easy to get in, really hard to get out. I
2: know. We're like the mob.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. Amish mafia.
2: Yes. Yes. The God Squad. <laughs>
0: So, I hope that people understand that we are not dogging Ariel um because she's a female and and no. and things along those lines i honestly, I appreciate the fact that she 's a female in in a a particularly male dominated industry, and there's nothing wrong with that, and I feel like she's got the chops to uh to be able to make it um I think what needs to happen is she's just got to do a little bit of self examination and and find out why she's in the business to begin with. And I think any band that goes off and whines about what it is that is going on with them um, you know her attempt was to make it public and to have people understand what's going on but it's no different than any other industry and and that's unfortunate that it's no different than any other industry but at the same time you know this is it is what it is and and the only way to change it is not to sound like you're whining about it but to work hard to change people's ideals and i don't think that singing a song like this changes anybody's ideals i think what it does is it points out something that is already known but it doesn't add to the solution it just continues the complaint um, right and so I don't think that it's it's going to be impactful in the way that she may be hoping hoping it is. Now, maybe it was a matter of uh, being a cathartic song for her to write so that she can get it out of her system. Um, and if that's the case, great, write the song. I, I don't think putting it out there for everyone to listen to was necessarily the best move. Um, just because I feel like there's a lot of parents with a lot of of, of young girls who were okay with her their kids listening to Ariel and, and Icon for hire that are probably not going to be okay with that anymore. Um yeah. and that is another sad thing is that that you know young girls need these role models to be able to look up to to show that they can grow up and do anything, anything that they want to do. And these role models give them that um that drive, that help that, that person to look up to. And, and I feel as though Ariel has squandered that power in a stunt like this. And, and yeah. that makes me sad as well as for future generations um, to not have her as somebody that they can look up to because of an incident like this.
2: Yeah. And something that just occurred to me, I wonder what kind of reaction this song will get live at warp tour. If they do it live. Oh, I, well, let's think about this. Their track record is to have two options. One, the intelligent diplomatic option, <laughs> and the other one, the non. And which one have they chosen thus far? Yeah, on, so far. You know, in the
0: past. So far. So I don't know. Wow. Uh, let's see. Do we have a song blender today, Paul? We do have a song blender. Oh, yay. Song blender. Ooh. Woo.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Although apparently... Okay, now that's just irritating because I just started the intro and nothing happened. Oh, that's or no not, sound happened. No sound so happened. Yeah, that's that's not good. We don't want that. We we want to hear this thing. It called would be the nice
0: if, uh, if we get it to play to. at some point. I'll
2: try, I'll try this again.
0: Uh, <laughs> I had this problem last week too. For some reason, my stuff wouldn't play last week. I had to rejigger some knobs.
2: Uh, oh, oh, no,
0: <laughs> that is
2: so weird. I have no clue why it's maybe, oh, I must have just, I must have moved the file or something because it's acting like it's playing, but I don't hear, it. but other stuff is playing fine. So we'll dispense with the intro to the song blender and that's okay. Okay. Life will go on. All right. I, w- I will live, I th- think. Um, you know, maybe. <laughs> this maybe. is the
0: song blender, the uh part of the show where Paul tweaks a song and makes it uh unrecognizable, and then I have to try and figure out what the song is. That was lovely. I appreciate that. Oh,
2: I know why. Because that was on my external drive, which I unplugged. Oh, there we go. This gotcha. Okay. Okay, so yes, I'm gonna screw with the song. This is one that we know that Chris is familiar with, and then we're going to see how well he do. Um, And I'm hoping that I remembered to save it correctly. I'm starting to freak out a little bit about that right this very second. So we'll see if I did or not. Otherwise, I may just be like, forget what you just heard. (laughs) And that would be sad. Yeah. So anyway, pitch change, uh, direction change, all that good stuff. We'll see if Chris can recognize it. And uh, yeah, here we go. Okay, I did do it correctly. Yay! So, that has been majorly jacked up, and now we have to see if Chris knows this song. Yes,
0: I do. Oh, you do? But. But, you can't think of the name of it? Yeah, that part is, uh, that part is familiar. It's, uh, if love is beautiful, ooh, Uh why are we all so criminal? -hmm. So, oh, it's criminal by scientist.
2: Oh my goodness! And I thought I had you on that one. (laughs) Ah, I feel so defeated, (laughs) man. I was so proud of myself on that one too. I'm like, he's afterwards he's gonna be like, man, I totally should have known that. And and I'd be like, yeah, you should have, (laughs) stupid Chris. But no. Oh my okay, goodness. So we'll play it forwards, even though Chris's rendition was actually quite good. Here, here's the normal version. Had we gotten that far, this is the part where Chris would have felt stupid. But instead, I've already felt dumb, and Chris will no longer feel stupid in this episode. Here we go. We
1: so there you go.
0: All right.
2: Awesome. Yeah. I did great. I- I know I'm so stinking depressed right now. <laughs> That's just sick and wrong. And I would, I, you would get this standing ovation sound, but I unplugged the hard drive. So you don't yeah, get it's, you. In the, <laughs> it's in the hard
0: drive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. Yeah. I, I can clap for myself. So there you go. Oh, slow clap even. <laughs> wow. What is it? There's a movie I can't think of what it is, but there's a movie where there's one character the entire time where stuff happens yeah. and he keeps trying to get the slow ca- slow clap started. And he just every time it's like, no dude, that's not the this isn't the time. And then at the end of the movie, he's just about to do it and someone else claps first. And like he is, missed is his Is that the water boy? No.
2: Something else. I know what you mean, though. I, I remember yeah, what I remember the incident, but I couldn't tell you the movie either.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just it was one of those comedy things where he tries to tries to make it happen the whole time and it just can't get it to happen. So, right. Uh, let's see. Now, I hate to cram all this at the end, Paul, but our discussion <laughs> took a little longer than I thought. So do you have nice. uh, do you have your noise trade picks available or are they on the external?
2: No, no, I do. Okay. I do. Um two artists and Chris, you should have the the images for this. Uh, at least they're oh, in the folder. You know what?
0: I did not put them in. So let me oh. you talk talk okay. talk and I will grab them real quick. Okay,
2: sounds good. Well, I I searched high and low and of course my immediate reaction is, "Oh yay, an icon for higher song. I could totally do that as a noise trade pick." <laughs> and then we all know what happened. After right. That. So with that that's not my noise trade pick. But, you know, if you're if you're in it for the morbid curiosity, you can even stream it without downloading it. Uh, If you don't want to sully your computer with such stuff. But uh, anyway, so I found two artists this week that I had never heard of before. Um, One of which uh, is an artist that evidently has been around for a while. They are also playing at least the uh, warp tour, I believe in the Nashville area. Um, But they have, I think one EP and two albums that at least for a limited time are up on NoiseTrade.com. So you should jump on this quickly because I got the impression It won't be for long, but they're doing this as a celebration for the fact that they're playing Warp Tour, Um, but they're called Afterlife Parade. This is off of their EP that is up there, and uh, you should totally check it out. Uh, There's only three songs on this EP, but like I said, there are uh, as well two full length records at least on there, and man, I just I like this band for having just heard them for the first time today pretty stoked about it but the ep is called a million miles once a million miles away (laughs) and the song that i'm gonna play off it is called breakaway this is afterlife parade here we go i mean they've got some stuff that they're doing there that's a little different it's enough to keep it interesting um it's almost too poppy for me almost but i like it still good deal and uh so yeah check that out like i said one ep at least two full-length records i've downloaded them all and uh you know when it's free you definitely should too right Cool. All right. This next one comes from uh, another person who has several things that's up on noise trade, but this is a new one that was uploaded that the cover caught my eye and his name caught my eye and the name of the song and the name of the two song EP also. Yes, you guessed it. Caught my eye and then resulted in catching my ear. (laughs) So the song is called friend zone and we all know about the friend zone. It's where you get stuck whenever you've been, friends with someone of the opposite sex for just a little bit too long and they don't see you as a romantic possibility anymore. But, uh, this, this song, it kind of cracks me up. Anyway, the artist's name is gospel Lee. So that's the word gospel. And then Lee as in Lee dungarees and yeah, good stuff. Here you go. Friend zone. I know you read my text, but you can't write back, but you can hashtag, and you can
1: share that. I've been losing hope, but part of me is holding on, hoping when you said you liked me, you weren't moving on. So I asked you out, the only way to see your cause, and I knew that was the death to me. Who else is coming?
2: The fatal blow, I said it's only us, now you're asking if you're ready to go?
1: You're such That's a sweet
0: guy, I, I hope help you understand, understand. you're like a <laughs> big brother, I can't lose you as a friend. Friends
2: And the whole song is kind of like that. And and his flow is interesting to me because it's kind of reminiscent of like, you know, kind of like early to mid 90s kind of hip hop that was just kind of fun and upbeat and positive and just humorous. So if you like it, you should check it out. Gospel Lee and Friend Zone. And then also on that uh, EP is another song called Elastic Friends, uh, which I also believe may have been released separately as as a separate track on there as well. But he's got a few different tracks that you can check out cool on noise com. Good deal. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Good stuff, my friend, as always. Thank you. Yeah. Well, th- we actually went longer than I thought. We're at uh, almost 75 minutes so far. And I, uh, what? I, I, yeah, I didn't think we were going to end up doing that long of a show. So good, good for us for being able to talk about nothing for, uh, over an hour. <laughs> that is, uh, and that's... by,
2: and by nothing, we mean icon for hire.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Oh. Yeah.
2: oh there is one thing i wanted to ask you about yeah i I posted this to our facebook page just because i thought it was it was interesting and dude there is so much on here but uh it was a a poll by uh classic christian rock uh zone dot blogspot.com because it's just that fun um, but anyway, Best Christian Metal Screamers. Yeah. The list is so friggin' long.
0: Uh, you know, I saw that post, but I did not click on it yet. Um, so I haven't gone through and and, and dived into it. Maybe, uh, well, we can't do it next week because I am on vacation yeah
2: well, uh, yeah, well you all can you can you can decide but, very in depth about who you want to vote for and we'll, we'll hit it up the next go around yeah even though that may be a while but
0: certainly man
2: that was a tough choice i had about three or four people i was like oh man i want to vote for this person but oh there's this person so
0: well i mean my i think i finally goodness, ended up got... going
2: with just the one that i enjoyed the most even <laughs> though i i don't know if i would say it's the best best but still the one i enjoy the most so
0: so adam kemp of christavox christavox i guess uh let me see Carrie Womack from One Bad Pig. Chris Brooks, Holy Saint. Dale Stryker from Stricken. Dale Thompson from Bride. My goodness, this list. Rage of Angels. I know. Darren Johnson Rolling sacrifice. See how long it goes. Oh, I'm I'm amazed at this. Uh, holy smokes
1: <laughs> did you
0: even know there were that many christian no. hair metal bands <laughs> jamie rowe from guardian and tempest i know that name yeah. uh john schlitt from petra uh my word what in the <laughs> world <laughs> triton blood good ransom mass tourniquet paradox contagious soraya the crucified striper, barren cross, Armageddon, Barnabas, ex toll, eternal right, ex sinner, sacred warrior, white heart, sacrament, dry bones, die happy, Red Sea, vengeance rising, oil, exult, ultimatum, white cross, heaven's rage, and lucid mortification, holy soldier, Daniel band, cross force. Oh, and there's a band called Torah, apparently. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we'll have to dive into that a little bit. (laughs) That's insane. I was just amazed at how many of them existed that I had never heard of. Yeah, I agree. I agree. My goodness. (laughs) Well, I think that that is going to do it for us this week. If you want to reach out and get a hold of us, you certainly can do that by heading over to rockinahardplacepodcast.com. That is rock, the letter N, the letter A, hardplacepodcast.com. Uh, that'll redirect you to our Facebook page, uh, and you can contact us that way. Or you can email us, rockandahardplacepodcast at gmail.com. Another way to, uh, to get a hold of us. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And, Paul, as always, it's been a lot of fun. yay All about it, man. Absolutely. Well, my name is Chris Cooner. I'm Paul Gibson. And we will do our best to see you in two weeks. No show next yeah. week. No show next week.
2: No show. No show. No show. No show.